Welcome to the Out What Now podcast. I'm your host, Megs Pulvermacher, and each week I'll be bringing you stories, interviews, and insightful conversations with queer folks, much like yourself, about how they've navigated the ups and downs of their coming out journeys so you can do the same while learning to love yourself more fully and live more boldly and authentically. Wherever you are in your coming out journey, know that you're right where you're supposed to be, you're loved, and we're so excited to be on the journey with you. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Out What Now podcast. Super pumped to be hanging with you for yet another day in our Chosen Family series to bring you another inspiring conversation with yet another inspiring queer human. And today... I am sitting down with my good friend, Sebastian Nemec, also known as Coach Bastion. You can find him hanging out most of the time on Instagram at coachbastion.co. He also hangs out a little bit on LinkedIn. You'll be able to find him over there. So make sure you give his profile a look. I'm sure he's going to say some things that are just going to inspire you, pique your curiosity, and make you want to learn more about what this dude has to say and what he has to offer as far as helping you reach your maximum potential in life as a human, particularly if you are a queer human. So make sure you check that out. Bastion is a personal development coach who really helps people, like I kind of said before, living up helps people to live up to their full potential, how to free themselves from their limiting beliefs around money, around what they're capable of, around the business they can start or the activity they can take part in or the kind of relationship they can be in or the level of happy and mentally healthy that they maybe at this current juncture don't think they can be. And I think we all have different turning points in our journeys where we need some support to help get to the next level of wherever it is we want to go. And a lot of times that's certainly something that comes up in business, but also just in life when we want to up-level the people who we're spending our time around, or we want to up-level the romantic relationship we're in, or the way we perform at work, or whatever it is. And um, Bastion has a really cool um, intentional goal-setting workshop that is coming up on December 21st. You can check out the link in his bio and the link in the show notes. It is absolutely free. I will most likely be there. I am pretty sure, not a guarantee, but I'm pretty sure. And you should definitely check it out because there's nothing better than coming into a a new year with an idea of what it is you want to accomplish and not only what you want to accomplish, but how you want to feel the kind of spaces you want to put yourself in, the energy you want to bring to the things that you're doing and maybe some places where you don't want to spend your energy anymore. And that's where the intentionality comes in. So make sure you give that a look. And um, Bastion has a number of um, different just life experiences that are really cool. He's a trans veteran. Thank you for your service, my guy. And um, 
has done a lot of different things in business. He's uh, contributed to a couple of books this year. He got his coaching certification after he was kind of like, meh, I don't really want to do the MBA thing. I want to do something that actually lights me up, which is pretty awesome. So he'll talk about that. And it is a super cool combo. So without further ado, I will kick you over to the conversation. All right, everybody, we're here with none other than Bastian Nemec. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Super pumped to have you. I can only assume that you're excited to be here. What other feeling would there be? <laughs> That's always my question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't I can't even think of any. Um, so I know who you are. The people out there don't. So give us kind of a little intro. Who is Coach Bastion, pro pronouns, identities, all of that good stuff. All the good stuff. So, hey, everybody, I am Coach Bastion, also known as Sebastian Nemec. I'm a queer personal development coach, and I help queer entrepreneurs. Um, like I said, I'm queer. I'm a trans man, very fluid in the sexual orientation arena. And I'd say, well, like, well experienced. I've been out for... Oh man, 10 years since I was 10, 11 years since I was probably like 16 as a bisexual. And then since I was 19 uh, as some form of transgender and I'm almost 28 now and I I'm around the Minneapolis area. So if there's any Minneapolis queers listening to this, hit me up on Instagram, all the fun places and we can grab a beer. 100%, 100%. And you're a veteran too. I am. I am. Yeah. Minnesota army national guard for 10 years. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. I didn't, I don't think I realized how old you were. How old did you think I was? I don't know. I would, I mean, that seems that tracks for me, but I also get like maybe like early thirties. Is that a compliment right now or no? I feel like I've always been a bit more mature for my age, especially because I deployed when I was 20 years old and came back home uh, when I was 21. And so Mm. being in a deployed environment and with the job that I had, it's uh, working with people that are much older than me, uh, much higher ranking. And so the demeanor changes and just being in the military and having those experiences, uh, I feel like it did mature me quite a bit. And that's just part of who I am too. Uh, maybe a little Capricorn because of that. <laughs> Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll pretend like I know exactly what that means. My but... birthday is one month away. So. Whoa. Is there a party? Should I be putting something on my calendar or? We'll see. I have drill that weekend. That's how it always oh. is. <laughs> That's how it always is. Mm-hmm. Dang. Well, 29 is a good year. 28. Oh, I'm 27 turn now. 28? Yep. I see. Wow. 28. 28's okay. We'll allow it. Yeah. 29 <laughs> will be the big party. Oh, excellent. Um, all right. When do you think is the last time 
you came out, like most recent. Obviously, you've come out many times. But when do you think is the most recent? So that's a good question. Uh, I'm very open about who I am, but I am very cisgender, straight, white man passing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say the most recent would be uh, I contributed to a book called uh, With Honor, and it's mm-hmm. the stories of transgender military service members. And it's been in the works for a couple of years, but it just got published in November. And so across the U.S., whoever picks up that book, they see my name as being trans and in the military. So I'd say that's the most recent indirect way that I've come out. And even when I posted on LinkedIn, for those who use LinkedIn, I do. (laughs) I posted about it and that got a lot of traction. And so there's a lot of people that didn't see me before, see me there. Um, But last time I came out in person, I'm not quite sure, honestly, Uh, when it when it usually is, it's coming out as trans, just Mm. maybe in conversation about what I do. Uh, Because usually the places I go are like gay bars. Right. So most people (laughs) assume the gay part or my fiance is with me. And so that looks pretty gay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like the over the last few years, I haven't had to directly come out uh, in many spaces, which this next year is going to be interesting because I'm going to be in a business incubator for veterans. Okay. And so as far as I know, I'm the only queer one. Mm. So that'll be an interesting space. And even being a part of the queer impact collective, there's that amazing community, but I also want to take more hold of my veteran identity because I've always kept those two worlds separate. And so being a part of this business incubator and seeing how I'm perceived there is going to be very interesting. But I know I have a lot of allies and support there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Business communities and the way they end up evolving and the flavor of them is so different. And it's like a lot of times it it really is the individual people versus kind of the theme. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of really never know. Yeah, I forget how straight business can be because I'm only in the queer spaces. Right? Yes. I have noticed so much, particularly over the past year, how queer my bubble has become. Yeah. And when I get back into more like hetero spaces or I like walk into work, I'm like, ugh, this is weird. (laughs) Like people don't know stuff or they don't know what things mean. And it's it's very... um, culture shocky I guess yeah yeah I totally feel that like I just got a new day job but everyone's very open there Mm -hmm. I could immediately say I have like a fiance who's a man and it's no one bats an eye uh my coworkers they're just amazing and there's there's diversity within that which was really refreshing to see because my last day job was full-time with the military Mm -hmm. and even though they were super supportive uh it's they don't have that same experience. And so they can only empathize to a certain degree. Right. Right on. Um, so we've talked a lot, a, a little bit about like the different kind of identities you hold and, and those kinds of things. But if you were to sort of sum up your story or 
which that's a big question. And I recognize <laughs> that, but an element of your story or some of the things, experiences, values, maybe turning points, the things that make you, you, as you sit here today across from me in that zoom box, <laughs> what makes coach Bastion coach Bastion? That's a very interesting question. Uh, a big part of it. It's interesting because it's evolved so much. So mm -hmm. queerness is around me all the time. I have the book thriving in business for queer entrepreneurs just right in front of me. I have a picture of me and my fiance here. So that's gay. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of gay stuff around me and the work I do helping queer people. It's there. Um, but I don't think about it in the same way that I used to. I remember when I was between like 19 and 23, 24 years old, I thought about my transness like almost every single minute mm. because I, I wasn't on hormone replacement therapy. Uh, I was still like People thought of me as a woman, more like a lesbian, because I got I had some of that Bieber hair for a little mm, bit and, uh, yep. and did the Bohawks. <laughs> you gotta do stuff. it, yeah. And my frame was smaller, and uh, so I was always being like misgendered, um, always figuring out which bathroom to go into. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about my university experience, and then deployed knowing I was some form of trans as well. Luckily there, luckily there was another trans person on that deployment. Uh, but then coming home, like I said, came home and I started uh, HRT like six months after I got home. Yeah. Uh, but it's like those effects don't happen right away. Uh, my voice used to be so much higher too, so that didn't help me at all. Yeah. And uh, it's being on hormones has helped a lot with how I'm seen by the world. And so I don't have to think about my transness. I think that's the biggest thing is I don't think about my transness as much anymore. Mm. Um, and it's just more uh, encapsulated queer uh, because right. I, I usually queer is like the best way to sum it up because it in, encapsulates the bisexuality, pansexuality, however you want to say it uh, and transness in there. But I think it's important to say queer and trans especially when i'm talking about what i do because yeah. people think about the things differently and a lot of we need more trans representation out there that we don't have and yeah. especially in the business in the coaching uh and specifically in business development type coaching right uh, there's a lot more trans uh coaches out there that i've seen and that's awesome uh and I found my little place working with queer entrepreneurs specifically. And then you have other people working on anxiety and perfectionism and organization and other uh, mental health. And so it's amazing how everyone can work together because in that realm, there's so much abundance to be had. And I was talking to somebody else about this. Um, you are never gonna steal somebody else's client, especially in coaching because it's either you're going to vibe with your coach or you're not. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, today it's more of that queer queerness. Um, and it's really a privilege not to think about my transness anymore. Uh, not nearly to the same degree. 
because I'm not worried about going to men's bathrooms like I used to, because we know there's a lot of violence surrounding trans people using what society might see as the wrong bathroom. Yep. And so, yeah, <laughs> when you ask that question, that's what I think of is I think more about my queerness, but in a positive way too. It's not weighing me down. Uh, like my transness, I never didn't want to be trans. I love that part of me, but it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it is it is so interesting because I think there are a lot of trans folks out there who just because of the the learning curve of self and the uh, resilience and persistence required to exist authentically in that way, it kind of uniquely positions you to be able to be a pretty awesome coach. Um, Do you think, what do you think is the block there as far as uh, trans folks getting into the coaching space or business space? Is it the people who already exist there? Is it something else? What's going on? I think the the biggest hindrance for trans people entering the coaching space, the business space, is the lack of representation. Mm-hmm. I think that's like in so many areas of uh, career paths. Uh, the When it comes to business, I talk about this a lot. I don't know if you know Arlen Hamilton. I actually have a picture of me and her on the wall here. Uh, I got to meet her when she came to St. Paul a few years ago, and she's been one of the biggest inspirations for me. She's a black lesbian woman, and she created a venture capital firm because essentially they won't let her into venture capital world. And so she was like, F you, I'm going to build it myself. And now she's fun. She she did a fund for like $36 million and gave, I think it was a million each to 36 BIPOC owned businesses. Whoa. Yeah, so she helps uh, BIPOC women and LGBT folks specifically. And yeah, the biggest thing is that that lack of representation. Uh, that's the only like, and I look at her, I don't think of like, I know Tim Cook. He's mm-hmm. the CEO of Apple. That's good representation, but that's not the same as someone working from the ground up that we might see as like, some of the like American dream stories. Right. And so without that representation, you don't know what's possible and you start to limit yourself. And that's what I like to help people with is let's dream bigger. What's the biggest thing you want to achieve? And so for me, one of those is like speaking on a TEDx stage. Yeah. And so how am I going to get there? And without having, I've never seen a trans man on that stage. There might be one out there, but even if there is, why haven't I seen him? Yeah. Good question. And, yeah. And in the coaching realm, uh, I chose my life coaching certification program because it was the most diverse that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And then when I did it, it was diverse as well. And that's something that I really valued because being able to be in community uh, with people who are open-minded and open to uh, learning what they don't know, being vulnerable And when you have so many, an unregulated industry like coaching, that's another barrier that, so you don't know what programs are good and coaching 
costs a lot of money, one, if you're coached, and two, it costs a lot to get certified. But the reason is because if for me, it's like, if I have to pay more, I know I'm getting more value because other stuff, it's like, get certified in a weekend. <laughs> Anyone that sees a coaching certification program, that's like, get certified in a, in a weekend, run away as a scam. Yeah. As fast <laughs> as you can, please. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, that's what's mostly seen. And I know uh, you've mentioned it before. It's like that boss babe mentality. And it's like, let's how about get some of that queer magic out there, that queer power and create more role models in that. That's another reason why I'm so visible is because I want people to see a queer trans man uh, out there and even adding that veteran identity. Yeah. That a lot of people don't see that. And so when you see that representation, you see what's possible. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got to have the queer AF shirt, the gay and rich shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that gay and rich shirt is actually interesting because I get a lot of people on my coaching Instagram that love it. And they're like, where do you get it? I got it from Outtire. <laughs> also amazing business. And then I wear it like at a gay bar and people look at me like I'm being pompous or something mm. because it's like, well, Oh, so you're so rich. And it's like, well, I want to be. And that's a, not a bad thing. It's not a bad that's, thing. That's a lot of things. Uh, people. It's gotten a bad rep, I think, to want to be wealthy. But at the same time, people. Like they know they want it. I don't know. It's an interesting thing that I've just kind of perceived. Mm-hmm. It, it feels bad to say, I want to be rich. I want money. I want luxury. It's not a bad thing. And money is in abundance out there. Yeah. Yeah. You can literally create it kind of out of thin air as long as, I mean, which takes a great deal of mindset work and willingness to get out of your comfort zone and do all that stuff, but it's out there, it's available. Mm-hmm. And some of probably arguably the, the least talented humans on earth have made a shitload of money because mm-hmm. they've gone for it. Exactly. And I think a lot of times it's people don't see what they are truly capable of. So what I help people with a lot is like, even as what seems so simple as goal setting, uh, I asked somebody, do you know what a smart goal is? They responded, not really. And it's one of those things to like, probably you and me, it's like, well, yeah, I know what that is, but it's not as readily available. And I, I was probably taught it once or twice. in high school or something, but it wasn't something that was drilled into me like pre-calc that I never used to this day. Yeah. Pythagorean (laughs) theorem. I don't care. (laughs) So Katoa, nothing. I guess that's trigonometry, but as I say, I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Chemistry. I I don't, I'm not, I don't want to deal with fire except for bonfires. Yeah. But see, I lost my train of thought now. I got, I got so, I got so riled up about subjects that I don't use and thinking of standardized testing and (laughs) (laughs) did the MCAs were the worst. Oh, Uh, is the, so you have a very like entrepreneurial mindset. And I, I know just from following you on Instagram and knowing you as a human that you've had a couple of different endeavors that you had as far as trying to get businesses off the ground. Is that kind of a born this way thing? Is that just how you've always thought or where does the drive that you have to do stuff for yourself, but then also coach others in it? Where does that come from? 
I've actually been thinking about that a bit lately because I look at the rest of my family and the different directions we've gone in. I think it's a lot of nature, but then it was in the right nurture environment. Mm. Uh, Growing up, a lot of the things that I wanted, I didn't, I came from a low income background. And so it's like you, when you want something, it's like, okay, go get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a big reader. Uh, I, I just, I love learning. It's one of my top character strengths and reading and researching and being born in the age of the internet, I think has opened up a world of possibility. And I, I probably the military had something to do with it too. Uh, having that structure and learning different skills from an earlier age. And then actually studied cultural entrepreneurship in college. And it was more of a, it was, it was in the liberal arts college and stuff like the business school. So it was like the more progressive version, mm-hmm. which is totally warmer. I, I tried the business school and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so glad I switched programs back to liberal arts. Uh, but yeah, and there I had an advisor that just really saw the potential in me. And mm. so she really pushed me and challenged me and she pushed me to do this J term at a different university. And so I did that and that opened up the world of possibility for me. And that led to my first failed business, Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. So I look at the failures and I'm like, I am so glad I didn't actually do that because although I loved the idea of it, I didn't want to be the one to really do it, but I kept trying to push myself to do it because I didn't want to fail at it. And I mm-hmm. thought it was still valuable, but it wasn't what I was passionate about. And then I came upon coaching and everything just kind of clicked. Like I, I left my MBA program to get my coaching certification and do this. And I have no intention of going back to that MBA program. Yeah. Why would you need it if exactly? Yeah, if you're pumped about getting on calls and helping people do the thing, I mean, an entrepreneurship is a way to build so much more wealth for yourself. And a big thing for me is going back to that idea of wanting more money. Is with more money comes more power. With more power comes the more ability to create change. Yeah. And one of my biggest uh, dreams is being able to go to a a fundraising event for an organization that I really care about and drop like a $10,000 check without blinking an eye. Yeah. Just average day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like you have the power to give, you have the power to uh, donate to campaigns that you really care about to create legislative change. And I think that's not, that's something that people don't always see uh, when they look at building wealth and the possibilities and the reasons to build wealth. And, you know, if we have more money as queer people, imagine, imagine if like there is a million queer people that were worth like $10 million, how much different some of the policies in our country could be. I'll say, yeah, we need that cash money in queer pockets. Mm -hmm. So this series, the chosen family series, is um, kind of about, it's about throwing some love, some affirming, awesome queer people and allies into the ear holes of all of these awesome listeners out there. So um, I'm curious, 
there's a lot of different things that come up for people this time of year. Um, be that holidays, end of year, looking forward to the new year, whatever it is when, and we're early December right now. So what is coming up for you either in years past in the present, what does December kind of look like for you mindset and life-wise? Yeah. So I've been working with my own coach, uh, the since August and he gave me assignment of looking at like the power of momentum. And mm. I'm a big new year's resolution person. I know not everybody likes it, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I, what I do is I don't like always do like a new year's resolution. It's like, this is my intention for the year. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting and I look at January, 2021. I was in, what was it? My fiance just moved into my, my townhome and I was in an MBA program and not happy. And I was just, I was doing it for the paper to get money. But then when I looked at jobs, my like heart sank to my stomach because I'm like, I don't want to do that job. And so what's the yeah. point of the MBA? It was, it was all about the money yep. for me because, oh, well, money. And uh, <laughs> then trying to figure out what else I wanted to do and doing that Googling and finding coaching. And it's interesting. I feel like the universe really led me there because they showed me this. I did the journey coaching program, it's called JRNI. Mm. And the, an ad came up in January to be a part of the February cohort, but it was on Sundays and you could only miss like four classes and I'd have to miss one Sunday a month and it's mm. six months. So that wasn't going to work. And so I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll, I'll finish my MBA program, which would have gone till December. Oof. And then look at this coaching certification. Cause I knew I couldn't do my full-time job, MBA and coaching. And then February came about and then I got another ad or something and they're like hey march time to sign up and it was literally like the deadline was like five hours away whoa but then they added a tuesday night class wow. and so i'm like like fuck it let's do it because my mba term is going to end and so i'm like okay i just want to do another term and so i made that decision and never looked back and since then it's like i started my instagram i right away became an LLC because I was super excited about it. Joined the queer impact collective, met a bunch of which we met on Instagram. Yeah. That was building up my coaching. Uh, I found, I worked with a money coach and found her on Instagram. Uh, I just found such an amazing community from Instagram, from the queer impact collective. And I look at how much I've accomplished in the last year. I've worked with, like probably a dozen people and signed my first like year long client recently. And so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I would never would have pictured myself here a year ago. And I look at, and I, I had two books be published that I contributed to come out. One of my yeah. things is wanting to be a published author. So now the next step is having my own book. Yeah. And so I'm just looking at if this can happen this year, what can happen in 2022? And so that's what I'm preparing for this December is looking back at let, let's like 10 X that that's what I want to do. Yeah. Woo. I like that. <laughs> that's uh goose bumpy making my hairs grow and stuff. Uh, appreciate that. 
All right. So um, that is just an amazing year. I was actually just in a, in a group coaching session earlier today. And um, we were talking about, we like wrote down all of the turning points that came up for us or kind of like flagship moments that have happened for us in the past year. And I looked at my list and I was like, holy shit. I just, every time I look at it, I can't believe how different my life is than it was a year ago. And I never saw half of it coming. And it's, it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But for folks out there who are maybe like, well, Mags and Bastion must sounds nice for you. I'm (laughs) glad you had a good 2021. Um, But uh, you know, 2022, not so sure. 2021 can take a hike or whatever. What would be your advice to listeners out there heading into 2022 so that they can make it one of the best years they've ever had? Mm. I think the first thing is what outcome do you want? Mm. And so what do you want to accomplish? Like just what's one big thing and then get extra clear about it. Like be really specific. You want to do it in this time frame. whether you're just saying you're going to do like a three month goal or a year goal, but figure out what result you want out of 2022 and why you want to do it. And then the how will fall into place. Yeah, it will. Because 80, like 80% of reaching your outcome is keeping your why in mind. 20% is the how. Anyone can figure out the how. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I could I could go back to my MBA program. I could do it. I was a good student, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna be super successful afterward because I have no drive to do it. But when you have that drive to do something, that's going to make all the difference. And you need to keep coming back to that. Why you want to start your own business, why you want to start a podcast, why you want to travel to Ireland. Mm -hmm. It's a random place. Great place. So (laughs) green there. I think I've I've never been so, (laughs) but, but figure out why you want to do it. Because if you don't have the, the reason behind it, uh, it, it's pretty empty. Like I remember when I was younger thinking like, Oh, I, I want to live in New York city. That'd be cool. And now I think like, good God, hell no. <laughs> it smells like pee everywhere. Yeah. And <laughs> Oh God, I've been to Hollywood and that was, yeah, that smelled like literal pee and not my jam. Yeah. I'm happy where I am. The population size, the people, I like the snow. What? You like living where the air hurts your face. I like living where there isn't gross, scary bugs. Yeah. So my thing is I have to live above the frost line. All right. That works for me. I mean, in 50 years, that might be Canada, but. Right. Honestly. (laughs) Gosh. Who really knows? Yeah. Um, So I'm sure, you know, folks are listening to this conversation and like, Bastion seems like a really cool dude. I might. I hope so want to want to chat with them, maybe even work with them. What are some uh, ways in which people could connect with you either to be like, Hey, great episode. Loved what you said, or what could it look like to work together? What do you got? And how can they get in touch with you? So if you want to work with me for free, 
go to coachbastion.co slash 2022. I have a free workshop on purposeful goal setting for 2022 on December 21st. Let me zoom. You can sign up there, get the emails. And then if you can't attend live, get the replay. There's going to be a free workbook with it as well. Otherwise, uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere you type at coachbastion.co. It's a C-O-A-C-H-B-A-S-T-I-A-N dot C-O. <laughs> that was a really good spelling. Yeah, so, dot co, yeah. not, not dot, dot com. Co, not dot com. Don't, Don't get, get it, it twisted. twisted. That's right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> awesome. I, um, I have so enjoyed. I'm so glad we connected on Instagram and we've oh, gotten yeah. to hang hang out so much in QIC and work. Literally life changing. I would not have been published in a historic book if it wasn't for you i went to had a my first really queer speaking gig like i've been queer speaking gigs but in that kind of environment that was different it was amazing it was hashtag different yes (laughs) it's it's such it's such a good it's such a great space because there really is abundance there it's all community all the energy there over competition it's uh, it's beautiful and it's hard to find that uh, that energy where it's just a bunch of queers wanting to do a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, a lot of people, I feel like, like you said, having that entrepreneurial drive is unique. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they want to go to work and then they want to lounge in the evenings. Whereas the rest of us are like, all right, I got to go do my day job. And then I'm going to be working in the evening on my other job. So I can try and make that. So I don't have to do my day job. But at the same time, you don't get too burnt out from it uh, because you absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a creative expression. It's impactful. It's um, it's definitely energy giving. Well, thank you, Bastian, so much for coming on. I would expect we'll we'll see you back here at some point to have. I hope uh, so more and more conversations and um, see how you continue to grow and evolve. Thanks Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, everybody, that is all we have for you for today. Catch us back here tomorrow for another episode. Until then, keep it queer out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Out What Now podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to leave a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you know someone who could use the message you heard in today's episode, please, please, please share it with them so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. Thanks so much for being you and keep it queer out there. (laughs) 